sistema is awareness. I think that's what really, you know, an awareness of what? So awareness of yourself, your emotions, your limitations, your ego, your fears, awareness of your, the guy who's in front of you, people who are in front of you, their intentions. This is Glenn Murphy with NC Sistema, and this is Sistema for Life. Joe, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Pleasure being here, Glenn. Cool. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, about your background? I understand you uh, came not directly to Sistema, but through some other uh, quite interesting uh, backgrounds through uh, Israeli. So you're part of the IDF at, at one point, Israeli Defense Force? Yes, that's correct. I'm an officer with the IDF. Uh-huh. And um, can go back a little bit. I, I was originally born in Colombia, South America. Okay. And uh, I've been kind of like a <laughs> nomad or Bedouin. I've been traveling all over the place because of uh, various reasons. And um, I actually grew up in the Caribbean, in a, an island, beautiful island called Aruba. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah. There's worse places <laughs> to go. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful tropical island. And um, I actually got started in judo when I was six. I had a teacher there. Yeah. Um, trained with him for several years. Loved it every minute. Competed a little bit, you know, as a kid. And then... Um, Went back to Colombia later in my teens, and I had a great opportunity of training with uh, one of Daniel Santos' students called David Garces, and I, I trained in Jeet Kune Do cool. for almost four years with him. Yeah, yeah, that was very, very interesting. And um, yeah, and then later on, I moved to Israel, and I ended up staying, standing, um, staying there around 10 years, mm-hmm. a little more. And um, through those years, as I mentioned, as you mentioned, I was uh, part of the Israel Defense Forces. I was uh, an officer in the field of uh, basically in the area of intelligence. And yeah. then I en- ended up you know, spending 10 years working in, in the field of security in various various uh, positions. Yep. And of course, through those years, I, always, I was also exposed to Krav Maga, which is really a, how can I put it? Look, the way I see it today, it's really a, a generic name. So, especially mm. when you when you go abroad, but even in Israel, you know. So the the instructors for for combatives, right? In the let's say in the three main um, systems that that use this, right? Which is the army, the IDF, the internal service, and uh, and then the police. Yeah. Each of those, believe it or not, call it something different, right? And I could tell you the names in Hebrew, but you'll probably, <laughs> it'll sound like Chinese. But okay. so in the <laughs> army, it stayed with Krav Maga. Yeah. In the police, they call it Haganat Smith, which means self-defense. And in the yeah. internal service, it has a different name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, the instructors actually go out and do the same course, you know, the same instructor, basic instructor course in uh, Wingate, which is the sports institute on the north, you know, north of, uh, in the area of Natania. Yeah, and so they come back to their units, and uh, it really boils down to, uh, you know, there, there are several standards, and there's a lot of misconceptions, though, when you, especially in, the, in this part of the world. Yeah, and um, and as you get, you know, as you go abroad, then you have a ton of different styles and names, and it gets very confusing. Yeah, I've found <laughs> it that it's uh, from from what I did there, and the exposure that I've had here to some of the groups practicing that here. It's critical to know who your teacher is. Yeah, you know, I've seen way too many centers that are that are they're too commercial, and um, but, but anyway, I guess, I guess so, that's 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 true of most martial arts, right? And you know, you can find a bad BJJ teacher or even a bad sistema teacher stuff, if, you, if you look far enough. You know, you're going to find them. It's definitely yeah. And today, Glenn, if I can tell you that like, at a level of a bullet point or macro, sure. the way I see it today, it's like and let's call it for this for the sake of this uh, discussion, Krav Maga, right? We'll take the generic name, the Israeli martial art. Mm-hmm. Um, I see it today as PC and Mac, right? So they're two different operating systems, yeah. right? They both work, and uh, but they're different, right? So Krav Maga is a little more tension-based, yeah. where Sistema is, of course, a little more relaxation-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the application is also very much dependent on who your teacher was, what type of unit it is. And another misconception, not every soldier, not even every combat soldier trains extensively in Krav Maga. That's a myth. Yeah. But actually, the, the exposure to them is very basic. And also, the time they have to train in this is very limited, right? Because yeah. they're only there for three years. So anyway, so that's kind of like the... That's the overview. 
So, yeah, so, so yeah. you took, so you were originally, so judo, cheat condo, um, and then uh, Krav Maga for a, good, for a good amount of time and other associated military arts. How did you come across the stamina? What was your first exposure? So <laughs> it's an interesting story and I'm actually lagging a little, I have a little delay with your podcast, which I love. Hmm. Um, I think the last one that I heard was one of uh, Emmanuel Manolakakis, which okay. is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but I, I went in today and I was looking into the different ones, the newer ones, which I'm going to hear sooner than later. Mm-hmm. And I was very happy to see David Merrill there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a couple of weeks and, ago. And, yeah, and I'll, I'll get to them in a minute. But my mm-hmm. first impression of Sistema was the following. So through a common friend of the, of the U.S. Secret Service, I ended up meeting uh, James Williams. Yeah. Okay. Out of uh, back in the days out of Encinitas, California. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he was doing all the practicing a lot of um, samurai arts, kenjutsu, yeah. jujutsu, and something he calls the system of strategy, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, through him, I, I started training with him for about two years. And uh, he was in the West Coast. I was in the East Coast. I, I was trying to, you know, go to seminars, catch him here, catch him there. Mm. At some point, though, <clears throat> he mentioned Sistema to me. He was actually one of the first Americans to also go to Russia. Yeah. Um, together with David Merrill. Right. They, did they so, go the same same trip the first time? I'm not sure if it was the same trip, but I know there were, you know, some of the pioneers, one of yeah. the first uh, first to go there. And uh, anyway, so, you know, he shows me this video and this is probably 2000, early 2005. And I just, you know, came from Israel. I, I, I came here to the U.S. in 2004. Yeah. So, you know, I was a young officer and you know, <laughs> I've seen it all. Yeah. Right? And uh, I look at him and tell him, oh, come on, James, this is fake, mm. you know. And I remember he <laughs> he gave me a, you know, he basically slapped me with a, with a hit that hit my throat. Mm. And I'll tell you this, I was sick for like three days, <laughs> but it taught me a really good <laughs> lesson. He, he looked at me and he did it with love, of course, right? I, I mm. like the guy very much and we're very good friends. He's one of my, my good mentors. Um, he looked at me and said, listen, if you're serious about training, don't even waste your time looking at these videos. There's a seminar coming up in Toronto. Hmm. Go there, meet Vlad, and then we'll talk. Yeah. And I did that because he was my teacher. Um, you know, I went to the first seminar. It was 2006 hmm. in Toronto. And I'll tell you this. In the first break we had, I sat in a little corner and pulled out my new Trio 600, I think it was in those days. Hmm. And I sent a few, a few emails to Israel telling the people there, guys, I think we have something to learn here. This is amazing. Mm. And uh, anyway, so in, in that same trip, I ended up meeting by, by recommendation of James, uh, David Merrill. Yeah. And so, you know, I was hooked. That was it. You know, everything that's before that trip and after I came back. And even though David was in Palm Beach and I'm in uh, in the North Miami area, mm. once a week, I would take my hour and a half drive and go train with him for three hours. Yeah. And I did that for many years. Uh, I started getting kids and my yeah, <laughs> free time all, started, not my free that time, goes, but that's, my, that's always my, tough. <laughs> my, my wife's leash started getting a little bit shorter. <laughs> yep. Oh, no, that works. So at, at some point I ended up going every two weeks, every month. Hmm. Then we ended up doing seminars with him in Sistema Miami, which was a blessing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's my dear teacher. And uh, a lot of what I learned in Sistema, I owe it to him. Actually, in 2007, we went to a fantastic trip to Moscow. Mm. That was also very eye-opening, and um, so we can talk about that too if you want. So that was with David on one of his returns to Moscow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was, and, and that was really, you know, by that time I'd been training, you know, with David Merrill, and we had seen, we had gone to to seminars with Vlad uh, a few times as well, mm. and went to Toronto, etc. And the experience in Moscow was really different. It was. Um, it was a little more, so back in those days, I remember thinking that, you know, in the West, everything is like, everything is a rush. You yeah. have to move, and, and it's not that, that the teachers want to teach that way, but the, but the audience you have is very, you know, we want things immediately, right? It's, so, almost, almost like, it's like everybody has ADD, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I remember in, as a contrast, an interesting story, I think the first day we trained in Moscow, we did a drill for what seemed to be, I don't know, maybe half a day, and I may be exaggerating a little bit, hmm. but you know the drill where you're laying down on the ground, just relaxed, and then your partner touches you with a finger hmm. anywhere, right? And then you have to figure out a way to relax, isolate, 
all your body muscles and only uh, operate the muscles that move that finger yeah. without moving anything else, right? Mm. And then they change it and then they go to the other arm, to the chest, to the stomach, to the legs. That was like hours and hours and hours. Mm. And I, you know, at the end of that, you, you realize what the importance of that is, right? Mm. But, uh, but then you also realize that if you start doing that in a class here, very soon you're going to end up with uh, two students. You know? yeah. Two students and a lot of talk on the internet about how system is a, a finger tension martial art. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, it's tough. It's, I mean, it's, it seems like that. Um, I was just talking to Jeff Soderman, who's on a, on a different podcast up here, and he's a... Uh, and he was, we were talking a little bit about how that deep but necessary work, it's, it's difficult to kind of juggle that into kind of um, the commercial class format, especially in America, as you were saying, you know, because you, sure. you want to do the deep but necessary work that's going to develop people over time. But people also want enough of the frosting. They want to see, you know, some, Absolutely. some moves by, or, by, or they want to just pressure test things right away. Right? The, they, they want to just the like, way, how does it work? How hard does it work? You know, that kind of stuff. And it's difficult 100%. to strike that balance. And listen, to, to give you a contrast, I remember the hmm. first time I came back from Toronto, and probably the second time and the third time, I came back black and blue, complete. Like my, yeah. my, I took my shirt off. My wife, like, the hell happened to you? You know, yeah. you get into a to fight with a bear. Right. I had the same thing. <laughs> so I looked like was, a leopard after my first Vladimir seminar. Yeah. <laughs> so back in those days, you know, you, when, you, when you went to Toronto, it was you, you, can't, you know that was hardcore striking, and hmm. it was fantastic, right? But it was like two. It's really two sides of the same coin, right? But yeah. it was two little bit different approaches. Nowadays, I think they've been a little bit more equalized. Yeah. But, uh, but it's two, listen, it's two different approaches uh, of the same, basically, yeah. because, you know, both come from the same tree, like uh, Michael likes to say. Yeah. And, um, but it's fantastic. And uh, I find that if you have the patience as a student of Sistema to, you know, to go on the long term, right? Mm. Um, there's just so many things that you start seeing, you know, as time goes by and you start maturing, I guess, into the, into the system. Yeah. So, so when you, um, when you had that, uh, before even Russia, when, um, when you went up to Vladimir's place, um, to train up there, um, was it, was that instance that was before you went to Russia, I take it, or was it, um, Yes, I went to Vlad's before I went to Russia. So you said that first time when you sat times. down in the break time and you texted friends and, uh, and called friends in Israel and said, I think there's something really interesting here. What was it that, I mean, being that you'd seen quite a lot and you've worked in, you know, um, security forces and you've worked in intelligence and you've been trained in a, this range of styles that, that, you know, geared towards effectiveness, not towards a lot of competition and things, you know, the Krav Maga and Kapap and the other things like that are, are very much geared towards survival and effectiveness. So, so it's not like you hadn't seen reality-based martial arts for the want of a different term like before so what was it that was that for you that stuck out that made you um that made that be your reaction like this is something different what um what uh, did you see in that um that first set of systemic classes up at flads that you hadn't quite seen before or hadn't seen presented in that way yeah that's, a, that's an excellent question um i'm sure we'll, we'll go back to it at some seminar when we meet and we can have it uh with a nice uh cup of wine yeah, <laughs> in a couple yeah. hours yeah definitely but uh, i guess i guess um so again because of the reality in israel and everything is very fast-paced and yeah. there's very little time to do you know to train etc hmm. um things are very you know i'm gonna say technique oriented um hmm. but they're but they're extremely effective right yeah but there's a lot of there's a lot of force involved there's a lot of power involved Mm. And I think in Sistema, and it's maybe not a fair comparison because, again, you're looking at Sistema where this is being taught when, when I was exposed to civilians where you can be there for 10 years training, you know, three, four or five times a week. Yeah. And it's a different, you get a different, you can go in much deeper into, look, I wrote an article once, I called it Sistema is Awareness, right? So yeah. I think that's what really, you know, an awareness of what? So awareness of yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Your emotions, your limitations, your ego, your fears, yeah. um, awareness of your, you know, the, the guy who's in front of you or the mm. people who are in front of you, their intentions, their, you know, all of the above. Yeah. Awareness of the environment, right? Am I falling in, you know, is, is there, are there rocks here? Is it slippery? So that, that's really something that when you have the luxury of time, Hmm. Right. Like we do, like I fortunately have today. It's fascinating. Right. You explore that and you can go ever so deeper and deeper and deeper. Hmm. And I think that's that type of, of um, mindfulness or awareness of what you're doing, why you're doing it and all the explanations and then all the 
you know, I also see Sistema as a, a deep study of psychology, physiology, physics, yeah. and strategy. Mm. And again, when, when you're looking at this from a soldier or even an instructor in the military or, or an officer perspective, it's a different context. It's a different context, right? So yeah. everything is much more fast-paced. All right, listen, don't ask too many questions. This is what you do. Yeah. And then when this happens, you know, these are your options. Go ahead. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny. I've because been asked before, and it's, it's quite a common thing when people don't know what Sistema is, as often they don't. And they just hear that there's a martial art, Russian martial art or something, and they, and they hear bits about it, like, that there's no belts and there's no kind of... Um, Kata, there's no like, competitions, it's more a survival thing and it has military roots. I often get this question um, when people come in, they're like, well, should I study this or should I do Krav Maga? Or some people even kind of, you know, they try both. There's a big uh, Krav Maga school uh, here in the Triangle in North Carolina and, um, and they're, extreme, they're extremely successful. They're the most successful school in the area. They just, the guy that runs it is brilliant at marketing and he just pushes stuff out and gets people high throughput, you know, lots and lots of people in all the time. Um, mm -hmm. And and I've, my answers have changed over the years. And I've been like, well, it, it depends really what you want out of it. Um, you know, I, at the beginning, I think I was defensive about Sistema. And I was like, oh, well, Sistema is just, what, you know, it's better. You're going to learn better stuff and all that kind of thing, you know. And I was, I was very quick to be defensive about what it was. Um, but mm -hmm. now I'm more like, well, it depends what you want. I'm like, if you just want to learn to fight very, very quickly or to defend yourself in a very practical way and just to have, you know, five to ten kind of high percentage techniques um, that might get you out of a terrible scrape you know in a very very quick time um like to to you know to be able to get out of a situation where somebody's mugging you or to be able to like overwhelm somebody and get away then Krav Maga does exactly what it says in the tin right it will, it will take you from naught to 60 in in very very little time and it will do that um where a system takes a little bit more time to to learn you know it's um it's an it's an in-depth study of yourself of emotions and and there are things that are immediately practical about system and just learning how to hit hard and how to take a hit and things like that are invaluable i think straight away but I, I don't think many of the things that you learn in sistema come within the first you know month of training you know <laughs> so it's kind of oh, hard no, to I, I don't want to promise above the uh you know what i can deliver when new people come in i'm like you know if you come in we'll show you the things that you know you're afraid of some limitations you you'll learn some movement you'll be surprised at what you can do you'll actually understand some things you need to fix and then the longer you train the more um, the stronger you'll feel the more confident you feel and, and over time if you're willing to put the time in you'll feel more solid than you've ever felt before right because you understand both what you can and what you can't do um i've and i don't know enough about krav maga to say whether or not training that over years would give that to you and, but we have enough people who come you know who do both or come from krav maga to sistema for me to start to believe that uh, maybe you know it's you get different things from them and Krav Maga you learn techniques and you try them again and you get very 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 you can get very fit and you can become kind of like a combat athlete you know like it seems like that's the yeah, I think, that's the, that's I think the thrust the here most... in America especially but uh, with Sistema sure. it's a little bit different yeah, it's, it's like a deeper kind of principle to me but yeah I think that it also you know very much depends you know who are these people sure yeah that, absolutely you know, yeah. so called say there's Krav Maga protection right is there yeah. a guy who learned it here for two years and then you know, it's too hard or is it, you know, a combat officer that came from Israel and he's been doing it for many years because he was in one of the special units or something like that. Sure. Of course they all claim that. I think one of the, one of the good things that, um, that definitely the Israeli systems, martial arts have is, uh, you know, the mindset, the warrior mindset yeah. um, and, and, and how you translate that into exercises and drills. Mm. is very very valuable and even you know what this is not going to sound very popular in the sistema community because mm. we're always talking about relaxation and calmness but in some situations you have to be you have to apply aggression um even extreme aggression in uh as a tactic right in, in some situations that's something that will help you mm. neutralize whatever threat you have in front of you in a quick effective way that's sure. just uh you know, you, and it's not unique to that, right? You see, when when a samurai is coming at you with a sword, you know that's not exactly love. You know, that's aggression, right? And yeah. it's aggressive movement, and it's committed, and it's yeah, uh, subtle, right? And so, I, I anyway, think, there's a lot I think of things. sometimes we can get, you get into semantics with the word aggression as well. You know, yeah. like I think it's been associated. 
Um, it's associated a lot with a loss of control, and there's, like, it's an emotion. You know what I mean? Aggression Absolutely. is an emotion, and, and that's where it drops out in Sistema is that we, you know, in Sistema, you, sometimes you can give the, you can do aggressive m- movement in the sense that it's, you know, it's advancing, it's attacking in order to create tension in somebody and, you know, create openings and, and exploit those and, you know, snap everything and break somebody and put them to the ground if you, if you have to, you know, kind of that way. But there's this yeah. sense in Sistema that you should never lose lose your rag, you know, you should, you should never fight um, with, with a loss of emotional control, you should understand what your emotion is. You know that you shouldn't try and generate that emotion of aggression. Does that kind of make sense? Is it? Absolutely. And, and listen, I had for for a little over three years, we had a tactical training academy here in South Florida. Yeah. And we were actually combining both in uh, both systems, and we had you know either or. Yeah. And then we had in some of our courses a combination of both, which was practical. Yeah. I'll tell you this: uh, when it came to hand-to-hand knife and you know all the great things we do, yeah. I would put on my Russian hat, <laughs> yeah. so to say. When it came to firearm manipulation, even the so-called disarming and all these things, mm. I would really put on my Israeli hat because I'll tell you what: it, you know, it's a little ingrained. I know yeah. as a fact that it that it works without getting too much detail. Yeah. And so it, there's a way to combine it, but yeah. uh, you know, definitely, I, I fell in love with Sistema for many, many reasons. Mm. Um, and then as a teacher, I think, um, you know, you, you keep getting students that come and try to test you, et cetera. I remember back in the days, it was always interesting to see that happening at, uh, you know, at Lad's gym yeah. and how he would handle it. Mm. Today, I think really the, uh, I actually thought of something today, talking with somebody else. At the end of the day, when you get a student that comes and starts testing you like that, I think the, one of the questions you should ask is, what's your goal, right? Yeah. Because, and then I love analogies. Look. If a piano teacher, yeah, can teach you how to play a song in five minutes or in 10 minutes if you're not that good. Okay. Twinkle, yeah. twinkle, little star. Yeah. If I sit with you and I love music, yeah. you, I guarantee you, you'll, you'll play it. But there's a very big difference between being able to play a song and then being a musician or being a pianist, right? Yeah. <laughs> and being able to sit through a Rachmaninov or a Chopin. Or, mm. So I think it's the same thing here, right? You, you're coming into a class because you want to learn how to fight. Mm. Listen. You know, put all Hollywood movies and MMA and, and all sports aside. If you want to fight for real, you know, go down, grab some sand, throw it in the guy's eyes, yeah, kick him in the balls, throw yeah. a brick, and then move on. You know, that's that's the fight. Over in two right. seconds. Yeah. But if you want to go deep into the study of what we talked about before, that awareness, and um, then you have to. It's going to take time, and yeah. and especially with an art like Sistema, you have to understand that this is, you know, it's it's a. Uh, it's a lifetime and and then some right so yeah so and then they sorry. start asking about the belt sorry. and i always tell them listen if, they, if we had no, we have no belts but if we had belts in sistema and this is after we've done a little you know work and whatever and they're hopefully a little impressed yeah. uh, i tell them listen if there were belts if i compare myself and not to do comparisons but if i compare myself to my teacher david you know i would be a white belt not even I'm not even sure if I could even have the belt on me at this point. <laughs> yeah. And then I tell them, but you know what the funny thing is? I've heard David saying the same thing about his teacher, Vlad. Sure. And you know yeah. the same thing? I've heard Vlad saying the same thing about Michael. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so it was fascinating just to end with an interesting anecdote from one of the, you know, one of the recent trips to Moscow. We had a, we had a fantastic seminar at Michael's, um, you know, gym. Yeah. For two days, we were working on, actually, I filmed a little snippet of it. We were working with sticks, and uh, we had two guys that came in, two street fighters that came in to try to challenge, and they were saying that Sistema is not real and what have you. And I think I saw I that clip. That yeah. on, <laughs> I caught that in a video, and it's listen, it's 14 million views. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cr- crazy. And I can tell you exactly what happened there if you want to. Sure, yeah. But listen, but, yeah. but what I wanted to share with you is that after we were done with that seminar, you know, we did the breathing, and we kind of like wrapping it up, and then at some point, uh, Michael goes, guys, follow me. I want to introduce you to my teacher. And then there's like silence. You know, there's silence in the room. Mm. Michael's teacher. Who's that? You mm. know, never heard of him. <laughs> so <laughs> he he invites us all to go and, and crowd into his office. And uh, he sits behind this computer and he turns the screen. And then he shows us a video of a little baby lying flat on the ground. Mm. <laughs> you know, exploring how his fingers move then he tries to reach for a ball and next thing you know he's rolling yeah and that was fascinating to see and and he said listen we're all born with the knowledge there 
you know, and, and if you see a baby, how he falls or she falls, you know, they exhale and they're soft and mm-hmm. they adapt to nature, right? Nature does not adapt to them. You know, the floor will be harsh on you. Yeah. And, uh, but as we start growing older and we start getting filled with, uh, you know, life and tension and things, we start, we start losing that. So yeah. in a way, system is a way to go back to your origins. Sure. As, a, as somebody else put it once, and I'm not going to take credit for this one, but I unfortunately can't pinpoint the, the source of this uh, comment. I read once that somebody said that Sistema was like an onion approach. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and what they meant is that through time, you start peeling off the layers, right? Mm-hmm. Layers of fears, of emotions, of anger, of misconceptions, what have you. And then at the end, you get to, to, to the real you, yeah. to a relaxed and real you. That's beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, I've always I found that analogy to be helpful sometimes with people when they they feel like they go through peaks and troughs in training. You know, like today I feel like I got mm-hmm. worse. So I, you know, I cried. Some stuff came out. I'm like, that's good. You just lost a layer. You know, it's it's, it's when you open yeah. up and you start to. That's when the deep work's happening, right? When you go through that stuff. So it's uh, it's it's good, nice. So um so. You've worked a lot, um, not just in the past, but you still continue one of your other hats, aside from being an instructor with uh, Sistema Miami, is that um, you run Technon Security, is that correct? Or Technon Tactical, is my pronouncing that correct? Yeah, so Technon Security Consulting. Okay. We've been doing basically what we call strategic security consulting since 2005. Yeah. Um, basically to corporate clients, uh, mostly. And um, you know we've had also... Since Sandy Hook, we got involved with schools. Yeah. And uh, we've also been involved in the field of what we call mega uh, sport events. Hmm. So we've had several Pan American, uh, European games that we've taken care of Team USA. Mm-hmm. And really, the, the, the you know, in, in a nutshell, what we do is we provide strategies that emphasize the prevention side of security. So, so what and, does that uh, look like? Is it um, do you train their security teams, or do you? Is it more consulting over the overall strategy, like the plan for a no, specific event? Yeah, absolutely. The, it's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's a, it starts with strategy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what are you protecting, and then protection from what? And yeah. then from there, you start understanding what your adversary possible courses of action are, and then you come up with a plan that um, you know takes that into consideration and and. And again, emphasizes the, the prevention methods. And then at, at some, for some years, we also had Technon Tactical, which was basically the training academy yeah. department of, of Technon, um, more really on the tactical side of things. But, uh, but that only lasted a little over three years. Um, huh. And I don't, I don't know what happened to the, we were catering that to a lot of the SWAT teams here in South Florida, mm. even some federal agencies. And then in late 2012, something happened to their budgets, and yeah. uh, we had a you know very big facility, and but they were they stopped coming. Mm. Uh, you know, basically had to get rid of that, which was yeah. unfortunate, but it was necessary. So, so what did you learn during that time? Um, I'll come back to the idea of the, the strategy thing um, in a minute. But what did you learn during that time teaching um, tactical stuff to uh, if you were training SWAT teams and military special operations groups, you know, feds, things like that. I've, I've had the privilege of working with quite a few, like UN security SWAT team and like a, a couple mm-hmm. of Navy SEAL teams and Rangers and some others like that. When I used to work with uh, Brandon Summerfeld up in, when he was still alive, up in uh, Virginia. Yeah. And uh, I got, so I got to kind of be a you know, assistant instructor on a lot of his courses up there. And, it, and I, I learned a lot. Um, not least was that I was really nervous about what I was teaching initially because I'm like, well, who the hell am I? These guys are downrange. They've done 10 years in Afghanistan and all kinds of stuff, you know, and I'm like, well, who the hell am I to teach them about things? But they can't, they seem to come from it from a very practical viewpoint that they just, they're like, well, I have a lot of skills. You have one extra one that I can use. So just give me the thing in your toolbox. I don't care who you are or, you know, what else you've done as long as it works and I can use it. They, they were very kind of pragmatic and, and then that uh, led me to, you know, just be very pragmatic about what they wanted. I'm like, well, what do you need? And then we kind of work from that point of view. So it was kind of like sure. a need, needs-based training a lot of the time. Um, but the problem that we faced there and that Brandon faced all the time was that he typically only had, you know, he had to teach driving, he had to teach shooting, and he had to teach, um, like, combatives in a week mm-hmm. to this team that are coming in. And, and two-thirds of it was driving and shooting. <laughs> so, they, so then you've got basically a couple of hours a day, maybe you know, three hours a day for five days. And that's all you've got. And a lot of teams, they've got even less than that. They do like two days, you know, or something like that of combatives. Um, right. So the, the, 
problem came to, to be like, oh, how do you distill down the, the, the essence of what we're trying to get across here and get a useful amount of Sistema across to them or Sistema kind of driven combatives across them in a couple of days? And he ended up coming mm-hmm. up with kind of like a formula, which was a lot, um, very much kind of just throwing them at the deep end. We just kind of give them training knives and let them wrestle and stab each other. You know, they could pull mm-hmm. out training knives at any time and start to stab. And they started to move differently once the knives came out, right? They were more kind of evasive and less kind of rest, high school wrestling and that kind of stuff. And then taking strikes, delivering strikes, and then um, using kind of things from the environment. And then after doing like a day of that, they were, they were open to the things that might help them do those things better. So we kind of mm. changed the environment and then that showed them that the things they already had didn't work all that well in the, in the varying environment sometimes. Um, and that kind of formed the thing. What, what strategies did you find you had to use in order to try and get, because presumably you had the same, same short timelines. You didn't have like, you know, months and years to train these guys in Sistema. So what strategies did you come up with to try and get across the minimum effective dose of Sistema in those useful times? Or did you yeah, mostly I think just go really, to the <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah. So I think, yeah, listen, definitely it was a combination of, of you know, whatever toolbox I, I brought in, right? I, yeah. I like to fantasize and say that I, you know, at the core have Sistema, the mm. Israeli martial arts, and hopefully a little dose of Japanese understandings from, from the teachings of, of James. Yeah. But uh, I think... Back to your point, I think what is critical when you work with those type of units is really to understand before you go into the, you know, the, the show up in the training, what is their mission? You know, they're all, they're not all doing the same. You yeah. know, they have different, different uh, objectives, different missions, different tasks, and it's critical for you to understand what it is they do on a day to day, and then based on that, what can you contribute to them? And yeah. when you do that, um, again, if they're if they're professionals, typically. They put egos aside and, and they want to learn, right? So yeah. sometimes, yes, it requires you to, you know, be a little harsh with <laughs> with uh, the, the few demos you do so they understand that it's actually something that works. Yeah. But uh, typically my experience has been that they're very setful. Um, it's also a matter of how you set it, right? But um, mm. I think in general terms, and, and look, if I'm talking at this point not only of, of SWAT teams and police units here in the U.S., but you know, I've also traveled um, – Give you one example. I'm, I've trained the equivalent of the Delta Force of the Colombian um, military for many years. Yeah, and those guys are, you know, day in, day out in combat in in a very stressful situations. So, yeah, yeah. So I think if you put it this way, uh, again, going back to I think, I think no, for sure. I wrote an article about that a while ago. One of the benefits that I see from Sistema, from the Sistema approach, is look, there was a Someone called Karl von Clausewitz, right, who wrote something very smart many years ago. He said that the battlefield is the realm of uncertainty. Hmm. Okay, and when you look at you know the missions these guys have, the, the modern warriors, that means that that uncertainty definitely brings up a lot of stress in their lives, right? Yeah. If it's before the mission, you know, am I prepared? That I prepare enough for this mission that I'm going out to do. Do I have everything I need? Do, am I taking too much? Right? Hmm. How you know? All, there's a lot of stress before the mission. During the mission, of course, you know. Typically, we have a, a joke that we say that you know the plan. Uh, it's actually a joke in Hebrew, so it's not going to work. But basically, you, you can plan as much as you want. Hmm. But once they give the go, you know, you know things will change, right? Yeah, I guess the equivalent, so, the equivalent would probably be Mike Tyson's favorite quote about everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, some, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then you also know, for example, you know, communication is going to break, and certain things that you can expect uh, in advance. But you, but these are things that, in the midst of the moment, when you're, I don't know, behind enemy lines doing something. You know where you can be, where the consequences can be severe. This creates stress, and then of course after, right after the fact, you know where your friends hurt, are there injuries? Do you have to treat? Do you have to triage? Do you have to uh, evacuate? You know all these things create stress. And mm. uh, in my in my um, experience, running those guys once you prove their point and you gave them some practical tools, once you start going to the basic system exercises, yeah. This actually helps them with all the, you know, tension management in the body, yeah. Yeah. remaining calm. The breathing is extremely important for them, right? Yeah. And uh, they understand that, listen, um, by remaining calm and by not, you know, by breathing, for example, and managing the tension in your body, you can think in a clearer way because yeah. your mind is more relaxed, so you can think. And uh, even if, let's say, somebody is injured, right, 
if uh, if they know how to manage the breathing and manage that tension, they can even save their lives because they're going to be losing less blood, yeah, so to speak, in, in certain situations, right? So many benefits, and from my experience, they loved it. Um, I've never been, never had a situation where somebody said, "Listen, this training was worthless." Yeah. On the contrary, they're always grateful and they wish they had more time. Yeah. And you know that's their reality. Senior Sistema Instructor Emmanuel Manolakakis will be coming to Durham, North Carolina the weekend of January the 26th and 27th, 2019 for a two-day in-depth look at deep Sistema principles entitled Sistema Explorations Part 1. This seminar is currently priced at $240 for both days or $150 for one day only. Certified Sistema Instructors receive an additional 10% discount. The seminar is now close to sold out with less than 10 spots remaining. So don't delay, register online today at ncsistema.com events. And if you heard our podcast episode with Vali Majd of Roots Dojo, British Columbia, you may have been intrigued by the idea of their intensive Sistema internships. Well, Roots Dojo is now taking applicants for the winter intensive at their secluded location on Denman Island, British Columbia. This is a unique opportunity to train twice a day, five days a week, under the watchful eye of Vali and his team. You can join for the full three months or just drop in for a week. For more info, check www.rootsdojo.com. Many thanks. Yeah, we've always had good experiences with, with about uh, ninety percent of groups. You know, there'll be there'll be the odd one that would come through that would kind of you know thought they kind of knew it all, but usually they weren't. Funny enough, they weren't like the seasoned professionals. They were like the young ones that had just qualified, and they had no, right. they still had a little bit too much kind of piss in them or something. I don't know. But let me, <laughs> there was one guy who was me, you know he was all all that we were training in a group, and he was just wanted to fight all right. He's like, when do we get to spar? You know, when do we get to spar the whole time? And uh, and day three, he broke his ankle doing a really simple drill where we just well I. Just just made everybody lay on the ground and and walk over each other's you know like a line of bodies basically and all you had to do is like you know crawl over all the bodies and then just run over them like jog from one thing to another and he's he slipped stepping on one guy and broke his own ankle so he was the most tense guy in the group and he was the first he was the most brittle you know he got broken first and i thought that was quite interesting oh definitely yeah <laughs> The bigger ones go down first. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't that big. He was just a, he had more of the Napoleon complex. You know, he's like a little man who was trying to be big <laughs> all the time. There's a little bit yeah. of that going on, right? So, um, so do you, um, so now in the security consulting, so this is kind of higher end strategy, and you're looking at kind of um, bigger principles. Is, is there any aspect of Sistema that's come into that for you as well? Given that you're still, in a sense, teaching about awareness. I mean, it might not be on kind of like a interpersonal level or a one to one. You need to look out for this. Um, but does 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 your understanding of awareness as Sistema has kind of spelled it out to you even inform the way that you look at um, wider? scale strategy and a kind of Sun Tzu art of war, things that work on a small scale also work on a big scale type way? Yeah, very interesting question again. Um, I think on the methodology side of things, um, our views are, are pretty much set from, from the experience we've gained in yeah. the company. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you this, on the practical level, you know, when you go into a security director of an of a corporation of a, you know fortune 500 yeah even if you're brought to that even if you're brought into their office by by the ceo let's say which is a lot of times the, the best case scenario there's always sort of a you can feel the friction and the tension in the room because in a way the director's thinking you know why, why the hell is this guy here this is mm. my place i know what i'm doing ego comes out right and i've actually found it that Using some of the teachings we've had from you know Vlad and and Mikhail, hmm. it's 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 easier for me nowadays to melt down that situation, you know, and uh, feel them, you know, allow them to feel a little bit more comfortable, hmm. and then of course to a point where we can cooperate and work together, right? And, yeah. Uh, so it gives you an idea. You can put them at ease and kind of reassure them that you're, you know, you're not a threat and that you're only there to help them. Correct. And 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 what I was meaning is, you know, again, it boils down again to awareness, right? So understanding because of our training, really, right? You see right away when the guy's tense in his shoulders, and you see his voice, and he's maybe, you know, the tone of his voice too, etc. Yeah. Um, and just by you know managing your own tension, right? Being aware of it first of all. And not going, you know, head to head because that would be a bad scenario, right? 
Mm. If you can just quietly breathe, sink into your chair, listen to him, you know, understand where he's coming from, mm. um, it helps a lot. And, and I think this is something we've, we can relate back to many of our drills in Sistema. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, um, so you've done lots of work with lots of different, um, just in, in Sistema Miami, you, you teach um, a fairly wide range of groups there too, and you've taught courses and workshops as well. And everything from kind of like adults and kind of uh, standard self-defense situations to like active shooter defense and things like that as well, and even working with schools, right? And um, more recently, since Sandy Hook, you were saying you've been doing that more? Yeah, since 2012. Since 2012, yeah. Um, so yeah. to what extent do you feel like... Um, the kind of the general public, for the want of a, a better term, kind of thing, need to be prepared for kind of uh, for, for all eventualities. I know they kind of a lot of the time. I think people who have um, who have become like watchdogs through training, through the military, through police, and that kind of stuff can some, sometimes become very, very kind of like a what's the word? Um, kind of start to kind of proselytize about it to the extent like everybody, every man, woman, and child needs to be prepared at all time for the eventuality of danger. Do you know what I mean? To the, to the point where you might think, well, that's going to make everybody paranoid. Like how much does my five-year-old need to be terrified of somebody coming into the school with a gun and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so what, what, how do you kind of strike the balance when you're training groups so as not to kind of terrify them away from wanting more training, um, but just to kind of give them what they need in order to, practically kind of get behind the world that they're in does, does that question yeah. kind of it's a bit of a lopsided question yeah definitely go, yeah. go back to your sentence you know, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean that somebody's not following you right sure yeah absolutely <laughs> so, yeah. so look it has many components so first mm. you, you asked before from the law enforcement side of you things yeah so yes we have you know we live in the days where we have top quality warriors very specialized units you know all the all those good names that we know and they've written books and they're popular today yeah and they've been glorified by Hollywood, et cetera. But the reality is your average, you know, police in the street is being neglected of training. They're, they're, they're yeah. being trained. I, I hate to say it. And I, you know, I work with the guys. I appreciate what they do. Right. I, you know, try to help as much as possible. Yeah. Many times actually doing, you know, pro bono uh, training for, for them because they're, yeah. they're our, our protectors, right? They're there in the streets protecting us. Yeah. But unfortunately, unfortunately, they're not trained. Yeah. Period. You know, so, um, so understanding that uh, it's critical for us to understand that when something happens, first and foremost, it's our responsibility to be able to hopefully prevent that right to a certain degree there's no 100 percent, but then also to deal with that yeah and then the only way to do that is by preparing in advance that's why our <laughs> our website's name is proactive and prepared.com in that yeah. sense mm -hmm. because nothing replaces that you know and unfortunately again in today's scenario you know environment society where to a certain degree you have you know entitlement and life is so good and yeah, yeah. And somebody's going to protect us and it's their job and you know, the bad guy, when he's in, in your house, he doesn't really care what your opinions are on those things. The fact is, the bad guy is in your house, all mm. right, or in your office, or in your school, and the police will not be there on time. Good luck with that, you know? Yeah. So, two things here. Yeah. Number one, look, one of the things we learned in Israel many years ago is that even though we have also very sexy, you know, special forces and all, you know, you can go and Google that the Yamam and Sarat Matkal and very, very unique forces with top notch warriors. Yeah. Yeah. The fact is they're not going to be there when something happens. So mm. who is going to be there? Two, two types of people. Number one, your average security guard. Okay. Mm. And then number two, the people who are there in this case, the teachers, right? The staff or in a corporation, right? The employees. Yeah. So let's take those one by one. The security guards today, and I have a whole presentation on this, right? When you look at things and, uh, you know, we're not, this, this chat is not about security, but at the end of the day, they have the ability of, to a large extent, preventing an incident from happening. Mm -hmm. And they are the real first responders right there and then when something happens, right? Yeah. To be successful in their missions, I have a long list of things they have to know, okay? Mm -hmm. and, and when I go to a client and I start reading those, everyone's nodding, 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 nodding. And then I say, but the problem is, you know, they're completely underpaid. Right. They're completely overworked. Right. Mm -hmm. The organizations are not investing in their training and education. Yeah. Right. And so at best, we have an illusion of security, but we have real no, no, no real security. Okay? Yeah. 
and we can go you know much deeper into that but it's not the topic of this podcast but um so that's that's one hand so so understanding that too you know it's a natural thing to a conclusion that so so now what so what do i do do i just you know as a teacher for example in a school or as a employee in a in a corporation or in a in a tv channel station which i have a story from a couple of weeks ago from <laughs> which i can share later hmm. what do you do do you just wait there for the wolf to come and and, and bite you sure. no right. you know you 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 understand the situation yes it's not ideal i would rather be you know in hawaii drinking a pina colada but that's a situation the, yeah. uh, you know there's there's evil in the in the world and and the motives are many the great thing by the way is that if you're prepared and if you have a, a, a strategy right mm. the motive of the attacker doesn't really matter because mm. the, the 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 modus operandi the options they have are limited to a you know to a certain degree and you can prepare in advance and it's yeah. your duty to prepare in advance so so, anyway, so i guess so i guess your question sure yeah the, i guess the question was more about um like at least in america um and even like for me I, i'm not what i would consider like overly prepped and that kind of stuff right i mean i have like kind of like a go bag in my garage or I have, you know some sort of natural disaster i'm fine to get going and like lay low for a little bit and things like that and then like we had a hurricane go through a couple of weeks you know a couple of months ago and everybody all these people in north carolina went out and started just buying up all of the bottled water they could and, and all the stores and everything went down and i didn't do anything because right. i already have like, At the a last couple, minute, couple of always, months of food right? in my garage and I've, you know i'm like well i have containers i could put water in you don't need to go out and buy like bottled water and things you know um so it's kind of so on the one hand when you're prepared like that people think you're paranoid you know people think oh he's a prepper or something like that right um and on the other hand you know that people need some base level of skills maybe they don't need to have, you know have like a heavy arms cache in their garage and like be you know, but you know what, five Glenn, cars those, and six go bags people, like, but you need something people right? that, mm. but those same people that, that look at you as a prepper yeah. with that connotation those are the same people that are going to come, you know, and, and beg you to give them food or water or, you know, what have you. Yeah, if it when, does kick off. Excuse yeah. my French yeah. when the shit hits a fan. Yeah. Right? And, and, to, and it doesn't have to be, look, I live in yeah. Florida. It doesn't have to be catastrophic. The sure. aliens are going to invade. It's a simple <laughs> hurricane. Look what happens. Yeah, right? exactly. And it happens yeah. over and over and over again. And people don't learn the lesson. Yeah. Well, it's, it's amazing how many people, even just with the hurricane, I mean, it, it barely grazed us where we were in North Carolina. Further in Wilmington, people died and drowned in southern North Carolina, you know, on the on the beach. But by the time we got inland, it didn't, we kind of caught the edge of it. But what it did was knock out power all over the place for hours and hours on end. But it's amazing to me how many car crashes there were just in those, you know, in that half a day when there was no power, because it was just pure panic. It was just people driving in a panic because they didn't know, you know, <laughs> to, 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 oh, we need to go to my friend's house that's got power or something like that. I'm like, there's no yeah. reason for there to be more car crashes just because there were power cuts. It wasn't, there was not enough light or something like that. During the day, people were crashing their cars all over the place because of that, you know? And, it, and it, to me, it just, it, it, it's, you know, we spend so much time in Systema looking at emotional reactions and what's driving your behaviors and things like that. And I could just feel, it's almost like you could feel this energy of complete emotional panic in people all over the place in the stores. And I'm like, nothing's hit us yet. I'm like, yeah. and, I, and I guess right. maybe one answer to that is like, if you feel prepared enough, then you feel confident, right? And if you don't feel prepared enough, you, you can mock other people for, for studying martial arts or for keeping stuff in the garage or for having an escape plan or, you know, knowing where the shelter is or something during a, you know, or the escape route, the evasion route or something like that to get if there's a hurricane um, or knowing where to go if there's a tornado comes through or something like that, you know, which part of the house to shelter. And, you know, it's there's, there's a solidity that comes from knowing fundamentally that you'll probably be okay, right? You don't know because you're uncertain, but if you do zero prep, then I think they're, they're the most terrified people of all, right? But they put this mask of um, of bravery on the top of it. And I think maybe that derision and that tendency to, to mock people for being overly prepped comes from not wanting to admit that they're kind of kind of terrified. You know? yeah. Glenn, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. I, I hit mute by, by mistake. Um, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And look, at the end of the day, Glenn, when it comes to, of course, when it comes to your personal level, you know, especially if you have a family, et cetera, yeah. you have to be prepared, right? You know, and, and by the way, being prepared doesn't mean only, you know, having your rifle and, you know, ammo and what have you and martial arts. It, it may also mean that if you have your grandmother li living with you, you yeah. have everything that she will need uh, in an evacuation, for example, yeah. or if you have dogs or if you have kids or right. So it, it's really a holistic and a comprehensive approach. And it boils down to personal responsibility, <laughs> which yeah. is not that common today. Yeah. But when it comes yeah. to a corporate environment or to a school or, or what have you. 
Look, at the end of the day, it's um, the way I see it, in my opinion, it really boils down, you know, there's no 100% security, right? Yeah. You know, even here with the amazing U.S. Secret Service, we had a, a president who was assassinated, you know, in Israel, we had a prime minister who was assassinated. Mm. There's no 100% security, even if you're making your best effort. Mm. But at the end of the day, as a, as a, as the responsible person of the organization, in, in, in a corporation, etc., mm. or a school, you should ask the question. You know, if something happened in your school, did you do everything within your power to prevent it and to prepare for that? Yeah. And unfortunately, and sadly, in my experience in these last years here. The answer for most, and I'm going to be gruesome, right? Eighty percent or more is no. Yeah. They have not done the most to the, you know, to the everything within their power to to prepare in advance for that situation. And and then when mm. something happens, it's catastrophic. Look, there's something in the field of security consulting. I many times get asked, "What's who's your biggest competitor?" Right? Mm. And you know what my answer is? And I thought about this for many years. Our biggest competitor as security consultants or as personal, if you may, as personal protection trainers as well and when it comes to hand-to-hand, et cetera. Yeah. Our biggest competitor is that nothing ever happens here. Hmm. Like hubris, okay? like kind of, yeah. yeah. Nothing ever happens here. So nothing ever happens here. Even if I convince them, listen, you need to do this and this and this, you know, next year or the year later when some, a new management, you know, new CEO comes in, the first thing they're gonna cut is security. You know. Right. Right, listen, nothing ever happens here. Why are we spending so much? That's one problem we have with that. Yeah. The other problem we have with the, with the problem that nothing ever happens here mm. is that even if you do have a few elements of the security puzzle, right? You have, mm. let's say you have a couple of security guards. Mm. But there's no real strategy. But because nothing ever happens here, you think you have, you're covered, mm. right? But the fact is you're not because you have no strategy. You didn't really... Uh, have a comprehensive plan that included the physical, the technology, and the human factor side of security. So, mm. anyway, you see what I'm getting at. So, yeah, at definitely. Yeah, it's just kind of a personal personal responsibility and mm. just understanding. Look, it's not about being paranoid, right? Like you said before, yeah. it's about being realistic and pragmatic, right? Mm. We live in times where things are happening, and if we love our life and the life of our, you know, family and friends. Yeah, we should be proactive in in foreseeing that some things can happen, mm. and then you go and you take care of it, and and you have a plan, right? And it's a working document, by the way. You can improve it from year to year, but you're doing something about it, and then you know that that's already half of the solution. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so what would you recommend for um, people coming into Systema for, um, for the first time and, and trying to experience what it is that Systema has to offer. Would you, would you start um, just with the basic exercises for them and trying to get them some idea of kind of understanding of themselves and then start to move them through and kind of infuse them with this need for personal responsibility? Is this something that you teach in your classes at Systema Miami or do you completely separate out these two ideas of being proactive and prepared as in your kind of you know, corporate um, business orientated security consulting company and then what you do at System of Miami. Do, do you separate them out or do you try to instill your um, your weekly classes that you teach, your group classes in System with this with this kind of undercurrent of what you've learned in your professional life, which is that you have to be prepared in not just to receive a strike, but for the possibility that, you know, bad things might happen in the neighborhood, that it might be a natural disaster and people don't behave very well when that happens and stuff like that. Do you, do you kind of drip that into your classes or do you keep those th- two things very distinct? Hello, Joe. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry again. Hit the mute. Sure. Yeah. Um, so again, I think <clears throat> the mindset is the same, right? It's about being proactive. It's about being prepared. Yeah. Hopefully, not being that surprised because at the end, you know, you know, you will be surprised, right? Yeah. But uh, try to prepare to the best of your ability. And mm. to a new student, again, what I would say, I, I would start the conversation before they get on the mat. Actually, right now, what we're doing in Sistema Miami, we have a very small group. Uh, we're training at this point once a week hmm. uh, because of practical reasons. Hopefully, in the future, we'll get some some more classes. Yeah. But at this point, um, and I, I'm not sure if others have done the same. I'd love to hear uh, from experiences. Hmm. But we're actually 
uh, when somebody emails us through the through the website or, or they come through you know Vladimir's website or something, we we have like an automatic response which basically tells them that you know thank you very much for your interest in Sistema, etc. And we have a new method, and that entails first and foremost before you even come to the gym, we need to have an interview, right? Yeah. To understand who you are, you know what your goals are again, yeah. And then to make sure that we have a right match because. And I'm sure you've seen this too, uh, Glenn, with your with your training. That yeah. when you get a new student, you know where do you strike that balance be- between, you know, paying paying attention to him or her, yeah, uh, with basics, you know, very fundamentals and just explanations of things, and kind of like not fair with the other guys who've been with you for four years, five years, right? Yeah. Um, so we like to do that on an interview now beforehand, mm-hmm. and really the. the, the we try to understand what the person's goal is, right? And believe it or not, you can right away understand if it's someone who wants to come and fight, right? Yeah, right. In which case, you know, a lot of the, I think I heard it once from, from Vlad may have been that he said, listen, if you want to learn to fight, you know, go to a bar, go to a bad neighborhood, Yeah. you know, several times and you, I'll guarantee you'll learn how to fight. Right. right? But, uh, so we explained to them a little bit of what we talked about before, the process, the method, you know, the, awareness, what we're doing in class, yeah. learning how our bodies move, how they don't, how your psychology and emotions interfere with you, et cetera. Yeah. And we tell them it's a long process, right? And if it's something they're interested in, then we welcome them to a trial class. Yeah. And uh, if not, then we keep it there and we saved everybody's time. Yeah, something something we found really um, helpful actually is that uh, I, I try and meet people always for like you know fifteen to fifteen minutes to half an hour, how long they can spare before they come to the first class if they're going to give it a try. And I and the, the fundamental question I ask them is like, are you interested in system? You know, how did you find out about us? And then are you interested in Sistema from a like a health health and wellness viewpoint? from kind of like a, a stress management viewpoint or from kind of a personal protection viewpoint, or is it a little bit of all of them, right? And then often you could get an idea of whether they're just trying to, they want to do something to lose weight that's not going to suck. <laughs> you know, also, they, you know, they want to do something, uh, you know, fitness related, but they don't want to do CrossFit and they thought that it looked kind of cool, exotic. I'm like, okay, well, if that's what you want out of it, that's fine. And they might find other benefits as they go along, but I know kind of how to pitch it to them from there. And then some other people are like, well, I've done a bunch of other martial arts and I'm really interested in... Oh, sorry, um, I'm really interested in... Um, you know, what Sistema has to offer over and above what I've been doing before. And I'm like, okay, well, that's the thrust of what you're doing. And then some people are like, I just feel like I'm totally stressed out on my work all the time. I'm in a panic. I feel like, you know, I can't deal with things. And one, you know, one of your other students referred me and said that training Sistema has just made him a lot more calm and more in control of his nervous system. And, and I can kind of go through one of those three tacks. I can understand what it is they need. And sometimes mm-hmm. I get a sense that they, they'll be okay rolling into the group class and I won't have to do any special kind of thing to try and ease them in. But if in order to avoid doing that and disrupting the class with all the regulars, what I do now is if I feel like they need an on-ramp, then we have like a six-week almost boot camp type thing, and they just go, they have six private sessions that they buy up front, and then they'll do those over six weeks before they go to the group class, and I kind of pitch that as a way for them to get comfortable with the, with the fundamentals before they come in, and in that oh, time, great. you can teach them how to fall, how to take a strike, how to deliver a basic strike, you know, some biomechanics, yeah. and, and, some, and some exercises in between that they could do every week, and then I found that to be very, very successful in getting people to, you know, that commit to six weeks, and then, and then after, at the end of that six weeks, very rarely do they not join the group class class you know and it, and it makes them feel like they're hitting the ground running when they come in and kind of levels things out so that's something that i've found very very helpful um that sounds great yeah definitely but and i encourage anybody else to try it out here as well the <laughs> other instructors <laughs> that are listening they're finding that it's difficult sometimes right some sometimes people come in and it's hard to separate separate the dabblers from the serious <laughs> students you know it's, it can be kind of tough and this is a nice way of getting people uh, feeling people out you know like you say figuring out whether it's a good fit or not sometimes yeah definitely the other thing that i've mm. that i found you know lately and this is something like from the recent years, you know, with social media, yeah. um, there's just so many, so much stuff out there, right? And so a lot of times these new students come in after they've seen some videos from, you know, I don't know from who, right? Yeah. But um, so that's a diff- completely different topic. But um, so I remember many, look when I started training with David, right? I yeah. think it took a good three years or four years. Like that, I wanna, I'll tell you the. The end, you know, what I'm thinking of is this. T- today, it seems to me like nowadays, you know, becoming an instructor is being, for some reason, and I don't judge and I'm, you know, 
I don't even know what the reasons are, but it's a quicker process, right? Mm. So when I started studying system, it took four, you know, three, four years at least yeah. before we even thought about it, right? It wasn't even yeah. in my, my, at some point I had an opportunity and I did, I believe one of the first uh, Sistema international seminars in Argentina. Yeah. And uh, towards 2009, I started getting ready for that. And of course, ran it through Vladimir and, and uh, Valerie. Mm. And at some point, uh, you know, Vladimir said, yeah, definitely go and do it. And he mm. said, you know, uh, you, so, okay, we'll make you an instructor, you know, but by that time, and then I, next thing you know, I was an instructor in training and then I was an instructor, mm. but the process was a little bit longer. Yeah. And um, so where I'm going with is that today, it seems to me that there's so many instructors, right? Mm. And it's maybe a great thing as well, I'm sure. It gets more exposure, et cetera. But when you mix that with social media, mm. um, you know, I always tell my, my regular students and for sure the new ones as well, every time there's an event, right, of, you know, you have... Mikhail, or you have um, Vladimir coming in to a city near you. Yeah. Or, you know, go and train with them, right? Hmm. Whatever I'm teaching you is a distilled version of whatever I understood from many teachers, right? Yeah. And uh, you want to see what system is? Go to Toronto today. It's not that expensive, hmm. and spend. You know. Uh, you know what? From my experience too, Glenn, and I'm sure you've had the same experience. Going to a seminar is fantastic. You meet, you know, so many great people and you see old friends, meet new ones. And sure. uh, yeah. The environment is fantastic. Mm. But if you really want to, you know, and, and that's one set of experiences. Yeah. But a, a complete, completely different one is just go when there's no seminar and spend a week, right? Yeah. Or three days or whatever you have. Go to a regular class. Have a few private classes yeah. with Vladimir. And it's, yeah, you know, different. brings your level from, from, from three to six yeah. in, in, in three days, or yeah. same thing in Moscow with Mikhail, right? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, anyway, more, so yeah, I think a little bit experience. more encouragement yeah. of, of the new guys also. Yeah, and 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 the the point that is not that clear today, right? They, they oh look at this guy, and I'm like, look, guys, what, what are you learning? Sistema? Okay, why are you watching all these other videos? Go and watch, you know, just type in Vladimir Vasiliev Sistema, type in right. Mikhail Ryabko Sistema, and just start watching. There's so much free videos out there. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, some of the instructional um, stuff too, which is nice. Plenty of and then, and, but, and then if you know, and this is again a conversation for three hours. But then you mm. also have the problem that you see, you sometimes you see both of them moving, and the guys go flipping around. True. And yeah. people are like, oh, you know, this can't be true. Yeah. Of course, because you're not, you're not feeling it. You're not. You yeah. Know, it's so subtle. Yeah. But anyway, so that's uh, one of the challenges we have today. But it's it's really great to see how how much uh, you know the the community has grown. Yeah. And you know. Again, great instructors coming in from different places. Yeah, really, really interesting, and it's really a brotherhood. It's one of my one of my favorite aspects of this time is really the brotherhood. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, you know? that's, that's so, been a, it's been a great joy. No in doing matter, the podcast too. It's like, it's, I can no meet matter when you where you land, you <laughs> yeah. go, go to Europe or to you know doesn't matter South America, North America. No, yeah. no matter where you land, there's a system up center near you, and you go there. You're welcome. You know, yeah. you have a great time. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. So, so I'm just I'm being mindful of your time. I know we're kind of an hour in now, and, and you've got stuff you've got to be doing as well. But um, I just want to say you've been to Moscow quite a few times, and you, you've said that it's you know a different kind of training. It's very slow and deliberative when you're there. Um, if, if you had to pick out one or two things that you learned while in on those trips to Moscow that kind of changed the way that you thought maybe about Sistema or even about martial arts, right? It seems like everybody who's been to train with Michael um, over in Moscow has, has come back thinking differently about things, not just I added a new thing to my toolkit, but like, wow, I had that all wrong. You know, <laughs> um, did, do yeah. you, have you had, can you remember one or more kind of little paradigm shifts that you had by with it? Are there, are there, is there a specific instance that you can think of? Listen, from both my trips to Moscow and to Toronto, <laughs> yeah, we could probably fill up two more hours, right? There's sure. so many yeah, things yeah. you learn. Uh, it's, it's just yeah. a fantastic experience. Um, mm. You know, what comes to mind is maybe a cliche, but, you know, slow is fast. Yeah. That easy, you yeah. know? Slow is fast. You want to become good at it? Mm. You know, there's so many drills that, again, if you don't have the patience and perhaps the maturity, right, Yeah. to... to to see the, the, the process, yeah. it seems like a boring way. Why am I doing this and why am I doing that? But mm. with time, you start you know, connecting the dots. Yeah. And you're like, hmm, well, no wonder he can do that because he's so flexible here and he can you know, do this and that and that. Mm. And these are things that you can only learn by slowing it down. Again, yeah. back to the pianist, right, or to the guitarist. If you want to play 
you know, sweet child of mine, yeah. <laughs> you have to go, you have to go slowly finger by finger by finger, practice yeah. it slow, and then slowly you start speeding up. And yeah. I think that's one of the key things that I've learned uh, on the practical side, on mm. the human side, mm. from both, uh, you know, Mikhail and Vladimir, I think the, the human aspect of it and the humility and the kindness uh, is just like overwhelming. You know, it's always, always a great experience. You always come out um, you know, feeling blessed and feeling um, happy and yeah. feeling that you've learned so much, right? And yeah. so I think we owe so much to those two yeah, gentlemen yeah. that, uh, you know, it's, and, and that's actually one of the reasons also, you know, in, in our daily lives, we all get busy, right? So I have four kids. And, yeah. uh, well, hats off. And my life I've only got two. That's, two's enough for me. <laughs> my, my life is very busy, but, you know, I, I thought that it was, necessary uh to you know do whatever i had to do mm. and go and join vlad and valerie right now when they celebrate the 25 years uh you know of their school so i'm yeah i'll be happy i'll be there on the 8th that's great which is a saturday and i'll be very happy to you know share with them and see old friends new friends it's always a great experience brilliant oh sure that'll be a grand i'm unfortunately i'm moving house that weekend so i wasn't able to go up there. i have to move my whole house so there we go real Right. So, um, well, thanks very much for joining us um, on the podcast, Joe. It's great. If, if people want to get in touch with you and they want to find out about how to train with you down at Systema Miami, is it just uh, <coughs> SystemaMiami.com or is there another address that they should go to? Yeah, SystemaMiami.com. Um, Facebook, we have the same name, Systema Miami, and we recently started using also Instagram, Systema Miami. Yep. And uh, Glenn, I wanted to also give you my heartfelt congratulation and thanks for your awesome effort with this podcast. I've been a really good follower since since day one, and I think it's a great way to you know share knowledge, and uh, so I thank you for that. I think oh, it's awesome. Thank you so much. Much appreciated. I'll, uh, I'll keep it going as long as I possibly can. I'm, I'm definitely enjoying the ride myself. So. I, I'm sure. <laughs> awesome. Right. Well, take care. Well, hopefully we can get you back on at a later date, and maybe we can hear more about your uh, travels to Russia and your experiences and some of the stuff that we probably could fill fill another three hours with. Uh, but for now, I'll uh, I'll bid you adieu and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. With pleasure. Take care, Glenn. All the Thanks, best. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about classes, workshops, and seminars at NC Systema, please visit us online at www.ncsystema.com.